you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky back here with Move the Sticks. Bucky, episode 100. I know. I feel like we need a celebration, like a cake. I thought I thought we might have some poppers, you know, in here. Helped yeah. us out a little bit today, Hytham, but no, yeah. no poppers. TD, by the way, couldn't make it um, to episode number 100. I thought he might stop by and poke his head in here, but he's apparently out shooting some jumpers. <laughs> yeah, he's probably getting. He's probably getting. His- Although it's eight o'clock, there's no way TD's up yet. Uh, I mean, I don't know. TD's on that. A different schedule, you know. He's kind of on a different schedule. We'll we'll see. But by the we'll way, po- we'll check his Instagram post and see when he posts another jump shot uh, flurry uh, on Instagram. He works out in the afternoon, right? Well, yeah, two o'clock post two p.m. Yeah, yeah, two o'clock workout. Get by after the, it. By the way, I'm sure I'll forget at the end of the episode because I'm uh, it's just that time of year I'm forgetful. So I probably should have to jump here. Real quick, bear with us just to thank some some people that have helped us through this process. Producer yeah. TD, we give him a hard time, but he kind of launched this whole thing off the ground. So I want to be sure to thank him. Hytham's behind the glass right now, who's kind of taken over as we've launched into this video uh, segment of, of the podcast that we're doing. I believe we have Mr. Tally back there uh, looking very uh, dapper behind the glass. Very, very strong. I know. He's probably- Kent, Kent back there is a nice job. We've got... Sully, who's so been on again, good. off again here, and then he was on a break, then he came back. Then Will, we've had Will, Will Pyle, Pyle, who's Will who's Pyle. done a good job. I'm sure there's a million other names that, that I'm forgetting. Uh, Brandon's done a nice job. We've had a bunch of people work on this thing. It's been a fun project, and uh, hopefully we've got many, many more uh, to come. So episode 100 today, Bucky, here's what I wanted to do and uh, see if we can pull this off. I want to do a little bit of a stock watch. Okay, not not based off what we think of the players, but not only what we're watching right now, it's what you're hearing and talking to people around the league. So maybe some guys that we're seeing in these mock drafts and hearing the buzz about them, but then when you talk to people, maybe they're a little bit lower. The expectations are a little different. And then the flip side of that, maybe some guys we're not hearing a lot about that could end up uh, surprising us with how high they go. So we'll do a little stock report. I want to do this deal where I want to break some ties. When you give out grades with players when you're watching them, a lot of times you have the same grades on players. You've been there, done that. You know the deal. So what I thought is I'll give you some players I have the same grades on. I'm going to see if you can kind of bust up that cluster and and, uh, and figure out who you like best. And then one of the last things I want to do today, and I know you've you've got some NFL Now duties, so we're not going to have a super long episode today. But one of the last things I want to do – my favorite thing, one of my favorite things this time of year when you're watching tape, because you've seen the same tapes over and over again, you're watching all the guys in this year's class, there's always some dudes, some underclassmen mm. that aren't in this draft mm. that pop, right? Now, yeah. sometimes you go back and study those guys next year, and maybe they don't live up to the flashes that you saw, but there are guys that kind of flash at you. So I want to just kind of throw some of those names out there. We'll, we'll kind of look into the future a little bit. Oh, man. Looking in the future, I know we need to look in the backfield. But those, those running backs. 
Oh, we're gonna get there. Woo. We're gonna get there. If you like, if you uh, if you're a running back fan, you want to stick around <laughs> for the end of this podcast. We'll get into some of those guys. Uh, but first, here, Bucky, stock watch. Maybe some guys. I got. I've got NFL.com/slash/mockdraft up right now, and I've got to you know look at all these players here. So I'm gonna give you. I'll give you a player that I think the stock may be you know trending in a different direction, and you go give me your thoughts on that, and then come back with one of your own. Are you ready? All right. All right. We had him in here. Um, in uh, Laquan Treadwell, and I'm looking at these. We kind of have him kind of in the teens in that area. Um, what's the highest we have him going right now? I think Treadwell, yeah, like 15, 16, like he's right in there. Bucky, I man, I look, I talk to a lot of people around the league, and nobody expects him that I talk to. Nobody, and I mean nobody, expects him to go in the top 20 that I talk to. It's funny because – the more I think about it, the more I think he could be destined to fall into the second round. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I, I think, think some people would listen like you're creating. No, I, this is. I this think. Is I think he, here. I think the Cleveland Browns could be sitting there at the, the beginning of the second day, and Laquan Treadwell is in. They have to make a decision on could this guy be the number one receiver? Mm-hmm. Just because when you when you look at it, and you you really kind of weigh all the pros and cons of him versus some of the other guys. So, like, say we put Laquan Treadwell with Mike Thomas, Tyler Boyd, some of the other guys that are speed deficient but have similar skills. In the first round, do you value Laquan Treadwell far more than another player at another position that has value? You talk about the defensive tackle class, some of the corners, mm-hmm. those things. When you're weighing, you know, we talk about lumping guys. Would I be fine with Laquan Treadwell and maybe an Artie Burns, or would I rather have Eli Apple and Tyler Boyd? Like mm-hmm. weighing the consideration, and so I think he could fall out of the first round. So I, I don't think that's a stretch. I, I don't think he's a lock to be in the top twenty for sure. And I think the possibility is kind of growing that he could possibly be a second round pick. All right, give me one here, Buck. Stock up or a stock down? What what you think? Man, like when I talk to people, like it's funny. Maybe I'm not talking to the right people, but. I hear up and down stuff on Noah Spence. Yeah. In terms of where he See the fits. people I talk to it's down. Yeah, like like and, and that's what I'm saying like early he was heavily in the mix, heavily in consideration, but then you value pass rushers at a premium. Uh if you're looking for an edge rusher, they're only a handful and he was so dominant at the senior bowl, he was so solid doing his play on tape that you're excited about it, but then when you look at him and the workout, the pro day, the combine, then you factor in the character stuff. I just have a tough time finding people that are excited about him as a guy that could be a mid to upper round first round pick. And I know in our mock drafts, we kind of had him in the twenties. I'm just kind of surprised based on what he's been able to do, that he will be a guy that falls to the bottom of the first round like that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, Joey Bosa is another name that when I talk to people, like we've kind of like, Oh yeah, he's a top five pick. But then I have a lot of guys like, man, I hope someone else takes him. Yeah. So that means it'd be another good player. But the funny, the funny thing is, the uh, the teams, I hear a lot of that from the teams picking at the bottom of the first round. Right. Which I'm always skeptical of. Like, what, do you want this dude to fall? Like, wh- wh- why would this benefit you if you're just ragging on Joey Bosa? And, and a lot of them will. And then, but then I've got, you know, some connections and contacts to teams inside the top ten. They love Joey Bosa. Yeah. They so, can't get enough of Joey Bosa. Yeah. It's so, weird... and then again, are they, well, maybe they're saying that because they want somebody else to take him, so then he'll... You know, I mean, they'll get another player. I I don't know, yeah, but I, I I do look. I if if Joey Bosa does not go in the top seven or eight picks, I will be shocked. I will I'll be too. I'll I, be I mean, I will be too just because of what he is. And look, we can say a lot about whether he's a super explosive athlete or not. 
it's hard to find a better player with his hand skills, a guy that kind of understands how to play the game and do some of the other stuff. So, I mean, you 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 would think that that would make him a top five, top six pick, but you never know because the movement on draft day could be such that it changes the out and it's completely upsets the apple cart when it comes to how the picks come off the board. No question. Um, let me go back through here some other names. I've mentioned it before on here about Will Fuller. You know, there's I know a couple teams have him as the best receiver in the draft class. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up being the first one off the board. Here's one for you. This is one of your guys too, Bucky, because I know you love Clemson players as a kid. <laughs> you, can't get enough, you cannot get enough of the Clemson I get, dudes. I get stuck with all the Clemson guys, yeah. So I just asked, you know, two or three different guys the other night. Mackenzie Alexander, where do you think he goes? Right? <sighs> he, you, know, I, you, know, you know what the answer that I got? Oh, 50s? Wow. I was like, okay. All righty then. Wow. I was, well, there is not a – I mean, I have you talked to anybody that loves him? No. I, he turned a lot of people off with his interviews. Um, a lot of people off. Maybe if he comes with a different approach. But he came in and kind of portrayed himself as someone who really knew the game and stuff like that. And then when they put the film on and they put him on the board, he didn't really know or he couldn't articulate what his responsibilities were. Um, he just kind of came off as – a quote-unquote con artist when it came to what he knew, what his football knowledge was. And, uh, I mean, a lot of defensive back coaches at the combine, they just were not buying his act. And then when you turn on the tape, I see a, more of a one-dimensional player, a guy that is a bump-and-run player, but he doesn't have ball production. He, you worried about his speed. He ran fast, but you just wonder. He has to go to the right scheme, so it really narrows the pool of of teams that would be interesting because unless you play man to man like you have other guys over him because you saw them on tape do other things. Uh I have him as my 23rd overall player and when I told that to one of my buddies he's like dude he's got no shot We're going wow no you, shot. It's funny cuz um I'm going to pull my list up. I think I have him at 31 or 32. I think you're more in the, I mean look it, it, and, I I, I like the guy because of his his quickness. I I liked him because of his mirrorability. Um but look there is no ball production to speak of. Um, doesn't have ideal size, so I have him thirty-two. I have him thirty-two, and it was the ball production. And then I said he was rarely challenged. I like his fearlessness. I like his aggressive demeanor and, and that stuff. But I worried about his size and his speed. He proved those things. He proved the speed thing at his pro day. But I wonder about that. It's it's funny that you you know you, you say that because I have him kind of pegged as a twenty to. He can go. I think he can go anywhere from twenty-five to forty because as much as these guys will say, "Oh, he's in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. When the run on corners go, because when you really think about it, like we got the top guys, and then after that, it's a hodgepodge, and you can't have the choice of Mackenzie Alexander or Xavier Howard, or mm-hmm. Mackenzie Alexander and Cyrus Jones, Mackenzie Alexander and Artie Burns. Like, yeah. I told you my dude, man. I know he's coming off injury, but I like Will Redmond from Mississippi State. I think he's going to be a good value pick. Xavier Howard is another one that I like. You know, very, very good player. Um, Ryan Smith, North Carolina Central, Bucky. Don't sleep I on know, the home state. Man. I know, Central. A little eagle pride. Uh, it's tough because the corners are kind of – you talk about that lump together, and look, we know 11 to 12 corners are going to go off by the, by the end of the second round. So, if you're going to get one, you have to grab one of those guys soon. And so – the fifties just seems so low. No, me. it does. I look. I, I'm just. I'm telling you. I, I told you where I have him. Man, him. it seems. It seems sounds so like low. that. That he could end up dropping down. All right, you got anybody? Uh, I'll tell you, Cody Whitehair. 
Remember all the buzz early in yeah. mock drafts? He was in everyone's first round. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not, not hearing as much yeah, about that. It, you know, I feel like it's it's completely flipped. Like it, that's that's gone. That's no longer a thing. Like it was a very popular pick in mock drafts to have him slotted somewhere in there. But I'm not hearing anything about him being a first round. I like and I like I like White here. I have him in the 40s. I think early 40s. I think he's the uh, I think he's the best guard in this draft class. Um, it wouldn't shock me because he's a top of it his his position group if he ended up somehow sneaking into the to the bottom of the first round. I think though at the end of the day he probably ends up just going in the top of two. He's a good player. He's a good player, but you don't you don't hear a ton of buzz about him. Yeah, I have him forty four on my list. Yeah, I'm in the same ballpark. Yeah, like um I, uh, I mean but yeah, look, it's an interior offensive lineman. I, I think I don't know what you think, but to me, Ryan Kelly is just far and away the the best interior offensive lineman in this draft. He is, but I don't get excited about interior guys unless they're super athletic. Like yeah. I think, I'm, I'm I think stuck. he is pretty athletic. Though. I think he's better than Khalil when when, when Khalil came out of SC. Khalil ended up going mm-hmm. what in the twenties, maybe thirty, somewhere around there. He was a first round pick. I think he was a second round pick. Was he? I think Ryan Khalil. Hold was up, second. hold up, Hytham. Get he's on that. He's going to work on that. Well, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you another name while we're looking up to see when Ryan Khalil went because Khalil I, was a uh, second round pick. He was pick, a second pick huh? number fifty nine overall. You know what? I should know that. You know why? Because that was the same draft. We took Ben Grubbs in Baltimore that same year. Good player. And so then we had – but Khalil, I believe, was our highest-rated player when we were going to the next round. We're like, we already took an interior guy. Uh, or he was good. He was close to being there when we picked. It was it was discussed in the room. I remember that. Then we came back in the third round and got Yonda. So if we would have just, like, you know, said we're going all in on the interior, we could have came out of that draft with Ben Grubbs, Marshall Yonda, and Ryan Khalil. That's a pretty good haul. That's pretty good. Your fans wouldn't have been excited, though. No, wouldn't have won us the press conference. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't have been would have lost the press conference. You'd have been really good on the field, but but the, the presser, it would have been hard. Yeah. Uh, a guy that I'm hearing buzz on that could be a first-round pick that could go higher or early than most people can imagine, Kenny Clark. Okay. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people like Kenny Clark. It, he, he just kind of falls in there. He kind of goes on the radar. But I'm hearing in the teens, I've heard teams in the teens have interest. They like him. They like his versatility, the way he plays. Kind of crazy because when I mean that defensive tackle class, it's so I mean, loaded. It's so well, that's the part of the decision with where a guy like um, Kim Dice could fall because you're sitting here going, okay, Kim Dice's got more physical ability and tools than Kenny Clark, but Kenny Clark's a better football player on on the field, and I don't have to worry about any of this other stuff with him. Yeah, I know what I'm getting, and yeah. so the ceiling may be a little lower, but I know exactly what I'm getting, and sometimes there's value in that that proven production, knowing exactly what you're getting. All right, I got one for you here, Bucky. Um, I'm going to tell you a player that I I loved on tape, and I gave him – he's gosh, he's probably in my – because I rank my top 50, then everything else just kind of gets sorted by grade. So but I'll give you an example here of where, where I have these guys. So I have my top 50 with a ton of defensive tackles. Right outside my top 50, I've got these three defensive tackles, okay? Adolphus Washington mm-hmm. from Ohio State. I've got Adam Gotsis, who I've talked about from Georgia Tech, coming off the knee injury, who I, I love as a football player. I think if he was healthy, he'd be an easy second-round pick. And then the third guy I have on there is Javon Hargrave from South Carolina State. Now, Javon Hargrave, with where my grade is with those three guys, that puts him probably in like the 60s. I won't be shocked if he goes in like the 30s or 40s. I mean, oh. There is a lot of buzz on South Carolina State's Javon Hargrave. He's a really good football player. Big, fast, and physical, quick. Has, Tested really well, has too. Has sack production, uh, dominated small school competition. The game didn't look too big for him when he had the chance to play against elite competition. So 
I mean, I think the, the, the buzz and the momentum is valid because he is a really good player, and he has the traits that we look for. We talk about those blue-chip traits. He has all of those. All right, you got one? Uh, man, I just had one pick. I'm going to give you one while you're thinking of one. I, I'm going to give you – we talked about this off the air yesterday at Penn State. Nassib. Carl Nassib, yeah. Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib possibly sneaking into the first round. Long. He's athletic. I know it was just the one year, but big-time production this year. They like him when they talk to him and interview him. Um, it's a lack of supply and demand. Yeah, players. there's not a lot of edge rushers. So he's somebody that I think – he that could be my ultimate sleeper first-round pick is that somehow Nassib slid into the bottom of I the mean, first you kinda, round. You kind of you kind of threw that out there. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's a good thing. I, I think the guy that – I would say some people are higher on than I am. Hunter Henry. Yeah. I know he's – Oh, yeah, there's a lot. there, And I have him in the 40s, but there's a lot of love on the streets for him. Maybe I have him in the 30s, actually. Um, I'm just trying to figure where, where do I have I'm going to look that up. See, I, I keep all this for – I have him in 35. People at home can't see what I'm doing here, so I have all this on an Excel sheet so I can sort it by my grade by position or I sort it by, you know, my top 50, how I have that set up. So let me see. Hunter Henry – I have Hunter Henry at thirty six. I'm thirty five, so we're okay. right. We're right in the yeah. same ballpark. He could he could go in the first easy. He, I mean, he, he certainly could. And there are teams that need tight ends in the bottom of the first round. So uh, the Green Bay Packers are teams that comes to mind. Uh, even though they signed Jerry Cook, I think they signed Jerry Cook in the offseason. Yeah, they did. But I don't think that would preclude you from taking a chance on Hunter Henry being able to work the middle of the field. Um. Another one here, and we'll move on after this one. Or I'll give you one more after this one, Bucky. But TJ Green, I know um, Lance Zierlein, I believe, yeah, he put him in the bottom of his first round. That That's one I've talked about before on here where teams, some teams view him as a corner, some teams view him as a safety. I know you've been intrigued by him, Bucky, but, I again, I, I talked to a bunch of people that said don't be surprised if he goes in the first round and don't be surprised if he's drafted and they say he's a corner. Highway speed. Yep. He's long. He's fast. Um, we were – in Seattle, we were notorious for being able to take guys who um, – and safety like, ah, you know what, he can't play safety, but you know what we could do? We could put him at corner, put him in bump and run, and let him run and chase and kind of limit uh, some of the things we're asking him to do. So maybe T.J. Green is viewed like that. Also, because he's over six foot, there's a lack of six-foot corners available in the league, so you always are intrigued by those guys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Uh, Give me one more, Bucky, then we, we're moving on. One more. Man, my guy has taken on water. I still <laughs> like him as a player, but he has taken on water. Alex Collins from Arkansas. Yeah. I feel like he's I, I like him. Like a, I like I like his teammate better though. See, I have Alex forty nine in my top fifty. Okay. Um I like how he, he runs hard. Runs hard or whatever. He's man. a little Jamal Lewis short stepper. He just I, doesn't have Jamal Lewis's juice. Oh, no, ball security. Sixteen fumbles is a lot. Oh jeez. Um but I mean I think he's a really good player, but like I am not hearing enough buzz about him. So I I think um I'm gonna be Kind of like the last man standing on him. When Keanu Ke- O'Neal, by the way, I'm sneaking one more into the buzzer. Keanu O'Neal's got a lot of buzz from Florida safety, so keep an eye. Oh, on big time, keep hitter. an eye on that one. And I, you know, I think the the thing that I'm waiting to see is uh, your guy Carl Joseph. Yeah. Um, everyone loves him at a player, but when do you pull the trigger? Coming off an injury like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I, everything I heard of, he's got to go back for the recheck, the combine recheck. Everything I was told was that the knee looks good. He's going to be fine. He'll he'll recover. And there's a lot of people, and I see it. And I look, I I love the dude. I have him in uh, I think early 30s. Uh, I would he would be in my probably in my top 20 without a knee injury. But how many times have you heard it when you talk to people? Man, this guy reminds me so much of Earl Thomas. Mm. He's not a, a tester of, like that. They, a lot of people say that. And actually, so, I said look, Earl Earl was a 
Earl was an unbelievable nickel, though. He could come down there, cover come like back, crazy. But in terms of the range, the toughness, and the ball skills from the deep middle. I don't think he's an athlete like that, but I do like what I see on tape. Uh, it'll be interesting who goes first, Carl Joseph or K.J. Dillon. Ooh, I'll take Carl Joseph in that one. I like K.J. too. All right, but let's just break some ties here. You ready? Yep. Um, well, I just mentioned one of them, so, so help me with this one. Adam Gotsis or Javon Hargrave? I gave them both the same grades. I would take Hargrave because Hargrave offers more as a pass rusher, the production. Okay, the fact that he's healthy. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's a good one. You ready to break another one? Yeah, here we go. All right, I'm going to give you two different type of guys here. Deion Jones, linebacker LSU. Mm -hmm. Josh Perry, linebacker Ohio State. Mm, I'm more partial to the speed and the athleticism. I would go with Deion Jones. I think Deion Jones has an opportunity to stay on the field more. Because of nickel situations, um, Josh Perry though he ran four six eight. He he can he's a straight line dude. He's got range. He can run. It just the change of direction stuff. Change of direction. Yeah, I, w- I would go more so um, with Deion Jones. I think Deion Jones would be an easier sell in most teams because I think you can do a little more with him than Josh Perry. Josh Perry's a good player. Though. All right, you want to get in the weeds real quick with one? Okay, let's do it. All right, I know you know I'm not, you know these guys are. It's just they're a little bit lower down here. All right. Kentrell Brothers, who we've talked about from Missouri. Missouri. Tackling Machine. Or Tyler Matakevich from Temple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the people at home are dying to know, Bucky. They're Jeez. dying. I am – man, I'm still a believer in the tape. So I'm, I'm going to go with Kentrell Brothers. Me too. Um, ton of production. Uh, limited in terms of his athleticism, but box to box, he's going to suck – I mean, he's going to vacuum up everything. He's going to clean up all those plays. Um, by the way, I'm gonna going back for a second. Max Turk from SC is another one who's gonna end up probably getting picked higher than people. We haven't talked about him because he's been hurt at the center, but he's gonna end up. I won't be shocked if he went in the second round. Gonna probably go in the third round if it's all said and done. Oh, you put me on somebody from SC that may go higher than most people think, and we never talk about him. Who you Quar- got? Quarterback. Oh yeah, Cody Kessler. Cody There's some Kessler. love on the streets. There's, There's some, some love, love on the, the streets, streets for Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. So when you're on draft day and you hear the name. Don't fall out your chair because you heard it here first on the Mood of Sticks podcast that he is going to go. Yeah, he's going to go higher than, than a lot of people think. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. Yeah, before before you can even <laughs> before you can even get him on your list, his name may be called. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, all right, let's get. Uh, I'm gonna get you another one here. Okay, here you go. Same same city, L.A. Would you Would you rather have Trey Madden or Paul Perkins? Hmm. Man, Trey Madden's a bigger, more physical back. But Paul Perkins in the right system, I think we talked about the Pierre Thomas thing. I would take Paul Perkins. Paul Perkins can stay healthy, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I would go Paul Perkins. Okay. A couple more. I'm going to hit you with the Raven Clark or Jason Spriggs. Mm. Look, I'm a a Jason Spriggs fan, and I know the limit – the limitations that he has, and he's a better athlete than player right now. But I felt like he was a, he was pretty solid at the Senior Bowl. Um, he had a good week. He had a pretty good week. So I'm a, I'm a bank on his upside and potential over Raven Clark. Raven Clark is just a physical freak in terms of those long arms. He, but the offensive line coaches love him, dude. Man, don't I, be shocked that he goes. Oh, uh, he could he could definitely go high. I'm I'm just. 
man, I just worry about I just worry about <laughs> I worry about speed and quickness. But if he learns how to use his length, it won't be a problem. If he can short set and just kind of wall those guys off, he could be good. All right, I'm going to give you two more, okay? One more. Uh, let's go one here at the quarterback position, okay? Uh, by the way, I need to figure out. I've got to look this up on the pronunciation because Jacoby, it's Jacoby Brissett or is it Jacoby Brissett? Because I've heard people say it both I've ways. Heard it both ways. I've always said Brissett. Somebody maybe on Twitter can help me out with that. Yeah. I thought it was Brissett when, because at Florida I thought it was, I don't think it was Brissett. I think it's Brissett. Yeah, so who are you going here, Jacoby Brissett or Kevin Hogan? I'll take Jacoby Brissett over Kevin Hogan. Yeah. Um, I I think you're getting a bigger player. Uh, I think they're comparable athletes. He has won some games. At Florida he did some special things. At NC State he was pretty good. Uh, I don't know if he had much to throw to at NC State. Uh I kind of see him as crazy because E.J. Manuel was a first-round pick, but I see them in a similar. It's funny, I said he, I said he reminded me of Gino. I thought Gino was a little bit better version of Jacoby. All right, last yeah. one, Bucky, because I know we got to get running here, and I got to get a couple names for you from for the next year here. Last one, dun, dun, dun. let's see here. Okay, here we go. Wide receivers, and I have a bunch of them with this same grade here, so I'm gonna hit you with two that I like, and I know you like him as well. Leonte Carew from Rutgers, or Colby Lissenby from TCU. Man, that's a very tough one. Uh, I think you break that one based on what you need. Laurent- you're the speed guy. You take yeah, Leontay Carew is is a terrific guy. I think he he's going to wear people out. I think he could be a nice number three receiver. And Colby Listenby is the perfect speed receiver as a number three. Come in, take the top off. Bonus, bonus. I'm putting Malcolm Mitchell in there too. Three guys. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a guy tell me about Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell was a DB turned wide receiver. Uh, super explosive athlete, hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. So he's I was at the now, game he hurt his knee. It was against Clemson. Just now getting – and really on a celebration, like yeah. weird. Um, explosive athlete. He is a guy that you talk about like a little sleeper pick. Yeah, he's one. Um, Give me one, two, three real quick of those guys. One, two, three. I am more partial to go listen B, Carew, and then Mitchell. Okay. That's good. Speed. Speed. All right. You're already late for this meeting, so I'm just going to get real quick here. Guys that pop when you're watching – you said you said running backs. You teased it. Go get it. Oh, I mean, I mean, I can't help but stop looking at Leonard Fournette. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he is unbelievable with the ball in his hands. I mean, an old school whammer that you just want to feed. I mean, he just doesn't break stride big. when he runs dudes over. No, he's he's a good player. Kind of give you some. So, so you mentioned him, Dalvin Cook with his explosiveness jumps off the screen. Outstanding. Uh, from Florida State, McCaffrey's a bad dude, man. When you watch Stanford, oh. it, you really look at him. He is good. The quick, he's going to play running back. He is going to be a big time mismatch player. The the other running, another running back from that class that nobody talks about. Well, we we talk about the guy from Oregon a little bit, who's who's a good player, Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. But the kid from Oklahoma, Pirine. <laughs> That's a truck. But how about that, Pirine and Joe Mixon? And Joe Mixon's another one. Both of those guys. But oh I my could, gosh, this I, next this this. I look, can throw another because comes out. But all of those guys came loaded. out at the same time. And there's a guy in North Carolina, Elijah Hood. Mm-hmm. He is one that would get some love. I haven't violently. and I haven't paid much attention to Nick Chubb. Uh, Cut that Georgia knee. got knee, got his knee, but he's another one that, that's interesting. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, Deshaun Watson. What happens with him? He makes a lot of plays. He's a playmaker back there. Fun to watch. You know, it's it's funny to me. I kind of compare him to Marcus Mariota with a little more possess, yeah. a little more juice in terms of his personality. But the way he plays it, uh, he he plays the game kind of like listening to Sade music. It's just real <laughs> smooth. It's real easy for him. Uh, 
he has all that stuff. If he works and cleans up a, some of the stuff in his passing game, I mean, you're talking about a guy potentially. I'll give you another one from LSU, and I don't even know what grade he's in. I don't even – I think his name's Adams, but it's 33. Jamal Adams. That's a bad dude, man. Safety. Man, oh, man, man he buzz had, around and man, smack we had, people. We had Jamal. Is he, was he a sophomore this year? Sophomore. So he'll be junior next year. Loves football. He's a good player. player. Uh, they have wide man, LSU, you could just I – mean, we could make a three. How do they season. lose so many games every year? Well, they don't lose that many. They lose one or two games. They shouldn't games. lose any games. That's the best-looking team in <laughs> the country They play on the same year. side with Alabama, so someone's going to lose. Like, they have to – Good-looking crew. Good-looking crew. Malachi Dupree, wide receiver. Okay. Wide receiver, LSU. Long range. I mean, they're the underclassmen. So, needless to say, we're going to be seeing a lot of LSU next year. Well, I mean, hopefully we can get out and get on the road and get to some of those games. Well, those Alabama dudes aren't bad, too, either. You mentioned that. I mean, the – I mean, look, I saw saw the tight end do his thing in the playoffs. Oh, you're talking about, talking about O.J.? O.J., O.J. Howard. So, I mean, no, Jonathan no, Williams. You can't go back in time, but, man. Tim Williams. Do you think he would be the first tight end to come off the board? Come on, man. I'm just saying, do you think? Like, if yeah, – I mean, I know we're not supposed to speculate, but imagine if O.J. Howard was in this draft. And just say he went to the combine and eh, ran 4-5 so, so, I know we're not allowed to talk about underclassmen <laughs> or where they would go, okay? But um, let me just, just say this. You can't say it. Because you get in trouble if we say this guy would be a first-round pick, this guy would be a second-round pick. But if if you think O.J. Howard would have been the first tight end in the draft, just, just <laughs> knock real quietly. <laughs> we didn't say anything. Technically, we did not say anything right there. So no rules were Man. Broken. You guys are going to get me fired. Uh, no, no. We, if, we just knocked. If the, R&B, on the door. if the R&B episode did get you fired, guys, <laughs> that ain't happening. TD. TD made an appearance back there. What is up? I know. TD, you know what? TD probably got his shots up because you know today's Mamba's last game. Oh, he's is that he's watching? He's wearing black back yeah, there. It's, it's Mamba's is Mamba's last game in L.A. So like all of the city is almost shut down. People are already going to the Staples Center because it's Mamba's last game, and maybe TD decided to go somewhere down there, one of the sports clubs down there, and get some shots up in Mamba's memory. All right, you need to get going. So you get out of here. Bucky's got got some work to do. We've got man, we got a jam packed day today Bucky we've we've got to go uh mock draft live show that's coming up we've got path to the draft Bucky's leaving right now to do a little NFL now um so it's a busy day hi Thumb, can you can you do me a favor can you put the can you put the old crusty man on the microphone here I gotta ask him I gotta ask him a question yeah he's got something special for you too coming up oh does he really yeah let me throw him on the mic here okay I, I need I need to talk to TD for a second here first of all Deej? how you doing buddy how's it going did you see again you you have for those that aren't, don't know this is our hundredth episode mentioned at the top and this is TD TD I thought it'd be cool just kind of tell people about how this whole thing got rolling yeah well we actually I'm going to save this to later but now we're here might as well do it do this now but yeah this all got rolling you want me to tell them the story yeah yeah so I mean it's just one day you know I was working on uh, a couple of other things and I was like you know what we don't have we didn't have the on the field stuff like the guys who like you and Bucky now eventually going to dive into why why the game's happening and why these players are doing what they're doing, the skill set side of things, the front office side of things. So, you know, I hit you up, and to my surprise, not to my surprise, but you were excited. You are like, oh, bro, this is what I've been trying to do. <laughs> this is what I want to get into. Um, and it just sort of went from there. And obviously, you know, obviously your enthusiasm from that point sort of carried it on. I mean, you showed me your initial move the sticks or old school way back in old the day. School. Still have the shirt to prove it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely come a long way ever since then. We've gone through a couple of uh, different uh, artwork, graphic-type looks to, to a point now, you know, we're doing shows. We've done the 360s. And then we've also been through a few, like, opens. I Actually, do you remember how we opened the first episode? No. 
I'm actually going to play that for you in a second. But okay. before I do, by, by the way, John just rolled back in there. I was thanking people that have been involved in this. Like, John, you know, you know, we yeah, John and Rydell, Ohio State zone. You know, um, yeah. he's been work. He's worked his butt off on this for a long. Definitely, time. especially in the video realm of you know since this past season we you know jumped on YouTube. But uh, yeah, episode one, the very first intro. Before I, before I play it though, asking me this: Who's my favorite quarterback? Uh, Russell Wilson. All right, so let's take a listen. This is the Move the Sticks podcast with me, Daniel Jeremiah. Wilson takes a snap. Back at the 40, lets it fly to the end zone. <laughs> Going up, coming down. Does he come down with it? Oh, my God, he's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Move the Sticks podcast. I'm Daniel Jeremiah. Nice to have you with me today. Uh, this is a brand-new podcast. Can tell you a little bit about it. It's going to be kind of an inside look at the football world from a scouting perspective. Look at that! Wow, we've come young a long DJ. way. A young I, DJ. I, I joked. I joked about the other day about being most improved. How that's just the worst <laughs> award to get. But I'm literally going to give myself the most improved. Not because I'm any good now, but just because how bad yeah, it was yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, look at me trying so hard with the Russell call at the top. Yeah, you know, we got audio intro, mixed in there. That's NFL great. films, music, all that type of stuff. Man, that was that was awesome. And then quickly, I have episode two. Episode two is when we actually got our first intro, who's done by Dick Banks, who's our great music guy. Okay, damn shakes guy. Um, he's he's the guy who created our intro right now mm-hmm. but before what we have right now we had an initial intro which we used for about 15 20 episodes and okay you know we want we had a call because back then we t- would essentially talk after every every episode like hey dude what's, what's working what's not yeah what we like, like what yeah, we don't let's, we like yeah, let's kind of change it up yeah but episode two has the first intro we ever had and then before i play that who's my favorite wide receiver you got my favorite quarterback that was right oh, wide yeah. receiver you might Cal- miss calvin whoa look at that come on man Oh, yeah. Here we and go. And now, move the sticks. Third and nine. Fires to Johnson. He's free. And Megatron's <laughs> on the way home. With Daniel Jeremiah. Megatron gets the easiest touchdown he's had here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. Episode number two. Oh, we made it to two. Yeah, man. Did you? Was there part of you at that point in time that thought, there's no way we get to two? That, actually was, your, to that was actually was your line after that. Episode number two, we made it. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, it's been a great it's been a great ride, man. Ever seeing what this has become from this to the video show to hype them on board, the super producer. Um, so it's definitely been great. Obviously, a huge – all of it is thanks to people who jumped in and listened. Yeah. And- I'll tell you what. The other thing I'd like to do – this I'm not going to get all mushy here, but it really helped us early on when we launched this that people were listening on iTunes. Yeah. And they would they were going in and they were leaving us reviews, and that kind of built up some momentum and built up some buzz. So then when people stumbled across this thing, it didn't say, you know, it had two reviews. It, we, we had, you know, got over 100 reviews pretty quick, and people got to kind of figure out what the show was about because people did that. So thank you to everybody that, that took a little time out of your day and and put that in on iTunes. It really helped us get growing. Yo, definitely, and especially at that time, it wasn't necessarily the quantity quantity of our reviews, and most of the quality. We got you know some people in the business and your connections mm-hmm. and people like listen, hey, check this out, and that was definitely helpful and great. Um, and the last thing I wanted to point out too, just a little little stats quiz here. Uh-oh. This is actually going to be. 100 episode 102 shut up it is yeah i missed 100 well, well here's the thing technically it's oh because because the, uh, the the 360 there series? we go we had the two 360 episodes last year which are audio only which were i i wish to say you know was audio only but probably some of our finest works still yeah. to this date we had james winston 360 and marcus mariota 360 
Um, so those are those count as like the extra two on the side, kind of like the there bonus tracks. There you go. Special episodes, and then also our most downloaded episode. Two of our top three most downloaded episodes has Jameis Winston's title name in it. Really? Title, yeah. 360. 360. 360 was number one. Yeah. Um, and then number three was a was sort of a random episode we did last year just before the playoffs started, pl- breaking down the playoffs, top quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and a little Jameis Winston preview before, obviously, he entered the draft. So, oh, interesting. Jameis has been a has been, He's a been big good to us. Plus. Yeah. We've got to get Jameis to come on, man. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so I'm assuming. Well, we've got – look, it's – it's been cool to see this thing grow, it's, and everybody here at NFL Media kind of get behind it. And we've got this video thing going, which I think we talked about the 360 audio episodes being the best thing that we've done. I, I do think the the 360 interview that we did with German wide receiver Moritz Boringer is one of my favorite things that we've got to do since we started this whole thing. I know it's got a lot of views here just in the first day. I think we had over 30,000 YouTube views like in day one. So um, if you haven't checked that out, go go check out that video on the NFL channel. Just pump in Move the Sticks, and you can see our entire playlist. I think we have over well over 100 videos on there already For sure. that yep. we've put out. So yeah. that one was a fun one. His story is fantastic. He's a guy who watched, uh, watched YouTube and decided he wanted to play. I'll tell you what, though. He is going to be a Madden favorite. That oh, size, gosh. that yeah. speed. Yeah, Madden Monster, man. Madden Monster Moritz. He's going to be a beast in Madden. Oh, he was a lot of fun. And somebody on somebody on Twitter hit me up and said, you totally missed the opportunity to brand his nickname. I know, well, I said Mo, right? Yeah. He goes, his last name's boring. It's Mobo. Mobo. Uh, Mobo I was, is I was, that's I was beautiful. Thinking, I was thinking Lil. I told the guy, I'm like, I apologize. I'm stealing that. That's, that's, yeah. If he gets picked, I'm calling him Mobo. I was thinking Lil Mo, though. Lil Mo, Lil Mo? Like, going, like going the ironic route. Like, well, hey, then, he's definitely a big guy, but you're going Lil Mo. Then his know? trainer reached out to me on Twitter and said, at where he's working out, they call him the Mo Train. The Mo Train. Right. Because it's like he's got all this momentum building up. Everybody's go. after him, so the Mo Train. Yeah. No, but, hey, no, that was awesome. That was TD, uh, I did. Uh, you have such a loyal fan base because there's only 140 characters, so I thanked Bucky on Twitter last night. And the TD fan club came hard and strong and was like, whoa, what about producer TD? Hey, going to give him a shout-out? It's like, we can't get his his ego right now. He's, his jump shot has improved <laughs> or else he's just shooting a lot of footage in order to show us the ones he's hitting. Um, but I can't. you got to keep that ego in check. No, I mean, if I, if you guys are on camera, the guys on camera, that I'm doing my job just being behind the glass. You know, that's that's how I see it, especially with this show. It's definitely been a, definitely been a fun ride for sure and seeing what it's become and the team keeps growing, so – well, it was all your idea, man, and I, I appreciate it because it is my favorite thing that I get to do here. I do a lot of different things, wear a lot of different hats, but this is the, the part of my day that I really enjoy coming in here, working with everybody. We have a great team, and uh, and TD, you started it, man, so I just want to tell you thanks. Oh, definitely. A podcast is only as good as its host, man, so you've definitely carried this up to the point where it's at now, and obviously having Bucky on. who Bucky, I believe, he was on the very first episode. was around episode 42 or 43, so he's okay. been here for more than half the ride as well. So seeing what you guys have been able to do and you know continue to do is fantastic. And big things you know, planned going into the future. We'll put our heads together after this draft, put a game plan together for the fall, but I'm hoping we can maybe even take a shot at this thing. Who knows? Maybe three days a week. We'll yeah. we'll keep we'll keep grinding and, and put some content out there. But trying, that's trying to sign height up to a long term contract. Yeah, we're working so. on that. <laughs> the sour cap's a bear, man. It's an absolute bear. But we're gonna get yep. we're going work on height them, get them locked up long term. Yep. All right. Well that's gonna do it for us today. Fun episode. Apparently episode one oh two, not one hundred. But uh, I appreciate you, everybody listening. Again, go check out all the videos on YouTube, nfl.com slash podcast or iTunes for the audio. Uh, appreciate you guys being along for the ride. We'll be back next week. We're getting close to the draft. It's about two weeks away. See you later. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, 
go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.